Hey y'all, welcome back to Luce's Booble Removal. I'm Luce, and today I have a special guest in the studio with me, my friend Alex. Hey Alex. Hey Luce. Hey, um, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, um, I'm Alex. Um, I don't know, how long have we known each other? Like a year and a half? Two years? At least, yeah. Um, we met at a, um, how would, a support group? Is that what you call it when you tell people? Yeah. yeah yeah support group for um gender non-conforming people yeah that's super cool yeah it was cool because it wasn't like a um it was specifically for people who were more non-binary identified yeah have you been to had you been to any support groups or before for this sort of thing yeah i went to one um that was actually in the same neighborhood on the same night at the same time that um was more of a drop-in thing and not like a um thing that you're required to keep coming to if you're going to be accepted into the group for a little bit but i didn't like it as much yeah well why not um because it was drop in the the people were always kind of different and flaky and sometimes there wouldn't be enough people there so they'd have to cancel um and i kind of liked having um friends in the group or people that i i knew yeah yeah it was super cool so this this group we went to had like a not a licensed therapist they were learning yeah the the deal was that it was really cheap therapy for queer people um the the whole place because all of the therapists who were also queer identified were technically interns working to get their like 2000 hours of clinical practice before they could get licensed yeah and actually um the group started with there was two therapists um and they were both non-binary yeah yeah, you were. I can't remember. I now. wasn't there for the. There was only one, one facilitator when I joined. For facilitator, yeah. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. It was a good group. I went to a different group before as well, just for like a hot second, but didn't really like it. Maybe it was the same group. No, it wasn't. It was in a different part of town. Oh, okay. And it was, just for. I think it was just for like trans men, or it was just called like FTM or something. Yeah. Um, and that was actually when I first started thinking like this is weird like I felt like I was hanging out with a bunch of 13 year old boys and I was like why am I here like what is this um yeah and then the group was really nice and it was really nice to get to know people and like if you yeah yeah when you when you get to see people and you know they're talking about certain challenges in their life and then you know if you're chatting with them every week or you know every other week or something for like a year you really get to see what happens yeah, I've um, since moved away to a nearby city, as Luce knows, but I've been thinking of, um, there's a group out there also for non-binary folk that I've been thinking of joining. Um, not because I like feel like I need to talk about my issues anymore, because I feel like I've really um, come to a place where I'm good and happy and like I'm not struggling emotionally with anything. Um, about this anyway um but just it was such a good way to make friends yeah um for sure yeah yeah because you and i we well we should we should um maybe first back up and say what what pronouns do you use good question um what i tell people now um is that i don't care what pronouns people use for me (laughs) and then what what does their face look like and then they look like worried and stressed out because they don't want to make a mistake but i'm not giving them anything to work with um but i really feel like um what's important to me is that i'm perceived as a masculine person and that my masculinity is respected um but the actual pronouns that get attached to that don't really mean anything to me because i feel like um 
like men can be masculine obviously and women can also be masculine and in fact i think there's a lot of like strength and pride in masculine women um that i really um feel proud identifying with also so i don't necessarily see the connection there between the 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 pronouns that i use in that yeah what pronouns do you know what pronouns i use to refer to you he i think he or they would be my guess yeah i use i use he him to refer to you is that cool yeah that's fine um most of my friends out here do that or they um and then everyone at work uses he which i think i told you about is weird because no one ever asked they just like went for it which is fine i guess um and then everyone that i know from home um, i'm from albuquerque uses she hers which is fine also yeah so when you introduce yourself to folks like say at a party or or something you you don't say anything no i don't lead with the pronouns um and if they ask i tell you oh i tell them what i just told you um and but usually what happens is i'll be there with somebody else and they'll just pick up the pronouns that the other person was using yeah which is usually he how do you feel about it? what if i just rotated that'd be fine but there's no you have no like preferred no none at all wow they all kind of feel equally weird but also equally fine. I just don't care. I feel like I've maxed out the amount of time in my life that I'm willing to spend <laughs> thinking worried about, about this. <laughs> yeah. What about no pronouns? I like that too, actually. Yeah. You know, I learned about that as a thing because of this group. So this group was very cool because it was, for me, a chance to meet people asking for different things. Yeah. And we had someone in the group who just didn't want any pronouns. Yeah, if you're um, savvy enough to be able to cleverly restructure all of your sentences to not use pronouns or just use the person's name i think that's cool too yeah i guess i haven't um i guess we didn't talk about each other a lot in the group so i don't know how often we were like referring <laughs> yeah. to each other yeah yeah cool so we both came to that group um and then we we both had since left it having kind of figured that we got what we wanted from it mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about um why you came to the group like sort of go into that history or we don't we can go into anything yeah um so i knew for sure that i needed to see a therapist because i was having anxiety and did not know what was up with my gender identity or what i wanted um so and i also didn't really have a job well i had a job but like i didn't have any um benefits and i was kind of doing odd jobs more than anything, so I couldn't really afford much. So the sliding scale queer therapy place was perfect for me. Yeah. So I um, found a therapist there, and then after a couple of months, they recommended that I start going to the group, and I thought that sounded great. So I started going to the group um, just for solidarity purposes, I guess, um, and to make friends, but also to be around other people like me and maybe get into you know, some of my issues with them. Yeah. Um, and then, you, I mean, you continued seeing a, like a personal, like a one-on-one. -on -one yeah. Therapist. I saw the one-on-one -on -one person there for like a year and a half. Cool. It was neat for me when you joined the group, I think I'd already been there for a little bit and I was binding, but I hadn't yet had a booble removal and you came in and I think it was like soon after you'd had one. Yeah. I think the first time that I was at group was like the anniversary of my, my top surgery. It was my, um, one month anniversary whoa that's super fresh yeah yeah i remember because i remember hearing you, you you talking about how you couldn't raise your arms and like you're sort of going through this whole thing yeah yeah 
Um, Good times. That was super cool for me to see, because I don't think I'd yet met someone who'd had it done. Really? I mean, that I knew of. Oh, yeah. what an honor. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. I think I asked you a bunch. I think like pretty soon after that, I was like, Alex, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were pretty forward about wanting to be friends, which I appreciated. I've, so I've, um, we were just talking about this, but I've been dating around on the internet. Um, and I'm definitely just steal people's pickup lines blatantly or like if they like had a like a, a texting style that really made me feel comfortable talking to them and like asking them out I just I just blatantly steal it when the relationship doesn't work <laughs> out and use it with the next people so I definitely have started being more um more forthcoming with my friendship requests yeah just based on how forward you were and how much I appreciated it oh cool well I'm glad we helped each other out <laughs> yeah you can't let you can't just say what you just said though and not give some tips <laughs> tips about dating or tips about friendship forwardness both well friendship forwardness just like what you did you just come up and are like hey you seem really cool i would like to be your friend here's that, my number is that what i said yeah pretty much word for word <laughs> Thanks, and then Alex. You're like, you want to have a picnic with me next week <laughs> okay that's right <laughs> i was really big well because like you know how people are always like going to things where you have to like pay money yeah um you know it's just and it's, it's yeah it's just like weird i'm like it's beautiful here let's Let's just be outside. It yeah. was really refreshing. Let's I really appreciated it. It's really worked because we're still <laughs> hanging out. Plus, turns out you love dogs and we actually did it at a dog park. Yeah. And we got to play frisbee, which I also, maybe that wasn't. That must not have been too yeah, soon because of the whole arm thing. Yeah. That doesn't line up. Yep. It's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, um, the other memory I have, I think that's funny is I think at some point I was like, can I see your scars? Mm-hmm. which is pretty forward um and that was the first time that i saw top surgery scars in person i feel like i showed you my scars at that park maybe we came to that park a second time later on to play frisbee oh maybe it's a so many times now i have like gone either in public like in a park at the beach on a trail in bathrooms to like show other non-binary people who are interested in boobal removals either my scars or to see their scars Mm -hmm. and it just seems it's like this bold intimate (laughs) like crazy thing to do with a stranger um kind of yeah i was a nude art model for a hot minute are you serious (laughs) um it was a summer job no idea yeah i was like having some issues with my body and wanted to figure out if it was just like in romantic settings that I was having the problems or if just in all settings so I was like this will be a great way to experiment wait, wait back up back <laughs> yeah. up you're having issues with your body uh, yeah where you're maybe not so confident about it you don't want other people seeing it yeah so you're like I'm just going to take this job where I have to strip <laughs> naked in front of a room full of artists and who are going to look at me for three hours and I can't move yeah uh-huh okay um did it work uh yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think so. I don't know if it was fine. I was like totally comfortable doing it. It was only like a normal amount of weird. So that okay. solved the question for me that I wanted solved. That it was n- not just ro- that, that, that it was romantic situations that yes. were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because like I don't care about random college art students. Oof. <laughs> Unless you're listening right now, which I care very much about you. <laughs> and if you are listening please send me a tweet or an email or something um i'm at stay calm comic loose at stay calm com. i'd love to hear from you and know um how your art's gone and what you think of your nude models 
Have you ever asked your nude models why they're being a nude model? Because you might get some cool answers. But anyway, that's all to say that um, I'm really comfortable showing people my scars in all settings. Had you seen someone else's scars before you got a boob removal? Not ever in real life, like on the internet, because I did research, obviously, but yeah. um, not in real life. Yeah. I saw two scars before I had mine, and it was a different experience than just seeing it through a screen. You know, it makes it real, real, real. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I actually don't think I have any friends that had gotten top surgery before me. Like, I had known people in college that did, but never anyone that I could, like, talk to. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate meeting you. Yeah. Timing was cool. Yeah. And then and then I feel like with the group, it was sort of, like, turn and turn about. Um, people kind of went through it afterwards. Yeah, I think two or three people in the group ended up going through the same thing after I joined. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was one of them. You were one of them. Oh, hey, and this piece of advice you gave me was so amazing also. I'm going to take some water before I tell it to you. I know what you're going to say. Because you talk about it. <clears throat> Why don't you tell this? You want to tell the story? No, you love to tell it. <laughs> now I feel like we've built up the advice. No, it was so great because you told me that, um, man, I'm not a good storyteller because my memory is so bad. You told me something like how, like right before the surgery, you got really like sort of stressed out or anxious. Um, or actually, maybe you didn't say that. Maybe you, all you said was just... I think you got really stressed out <laughs> I think that was my concern. Yeah, I remember now. You told me after the surgery, like you said after the surgery, it was like great. It was the best thing you'd done. Like you didn't regret it. Something I, like this. Okay, I remember. So you were really anxious out, like, before so your Bail surgery. me out here. <laughs> bail me out. Um, and you were talking about um, what if it doesn't turn out well. Yeah. Um, and what I said was, if right now you're at a place where you don't like what's going on with your chest and you're never taking your shirt off and you're uncomfortable with it, no matter how it turns out, you're going to love it because it'll at least look good in t-shirts and you will have lost nothing when your shirt's off because you weren't cool with it before anyway. And... Yep. Like, you're just going to look good in t-shirts if, like, nothing else guaranteed. Which, yeah. I wonder yeah. if we're telling different stories, but I totally <laughs> think the sentiment, <laughs> the sentiment came through where I just had this sense of, like... And then I just said, you're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to... That's the sentiment. Yeah. The sentiment of, yeah, you're going to love it. It's going to be fine. And, it's so um, great. You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Um, it's true. I look so good in t-shirts now. I look so good in t-shirts <laughs> now. Um, awesome. You just have to stand up straight. It's the only thing. Do you do you find like was that like a habit you had to break? Slouching? Absolutely. Yeah, it took me like nine months to get out of that habit. It took you nine months to get out of the habit of slouching. I'm a pretty big sloucher. Not anymore, but I was a sloucher. Yeah, and it's just you're lazy. I'm lazy. One 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 could be lazy. Yeah, as another factor for their slouching. Yeah. Now I have now I have trouble in photographs. My partner's always like, "Why are you sticking your chest out?" <laughs> opposite problem <laughs> yeah exactly so this thing i wrote down earlier was that you said that you really like sort of masculine strong women like women can be masculine and that's really cool mm -hmm. and i wanted to know more about that because i also had this um th this one point that i wanted to um ask about which was um like how do you think about feminism like being a feminist while also wanting to become more masculine 
or like having and like having one's breasts removed well for me feminism isn't so much about being a woman or femininity or celebrating femininity though that's like all maybe part of it but it's more about not um treating people differently or thinking people are less than because of the choices that they're making with their femininity or lack of femininity so like um for me feminism is more just people can be really feminine and very strong and cool or people can be really masculine and really like cool also if they want to just kind of people can do whatever they want and should just everyone just needs to relax and treat everybody um the same or not use that as a basis for how you treat someone or make the assumptions that you make about them cool so was this was i guess this was for me one of my anxieties was like trying to figure out like you know am i still like is there a cognitive dissonance for myself being like a feminist while like not accepting my own like yeah. femininity in some ways for a little bit when i was trying to figure out how i um, identified um one of the issues was i really feel like i'm a boy but like i really don't want anything to do with male privilege and like i don't i've had far fewer um positive relationships with men and i just like like women so much more just in general yeah oftentimes so like why would i want to cross that line when i don't really like anyone on the other side as much um but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I've resolved it yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah. For me, I kind of had a similar, like, resolution of this that, like, kind of came right after, for me, right, soon after the booble removal, like, in healing. Because I, I was open before that point to, like, so many other things happening. Mm -hmm. um, and there's people in our group and hopefully other guests that I'm going to have on the show who are, um, like, who, you know, aren't having booble removals or who are you know, taking hormones or like doing whatever, like that's all fine. You and I happen to be kind of similar. Yeah. And like, we're not, we're not on tea we're, um, currently. Mm -hmm. And we're both happily. Yeah. We're like, where we are. Yeah. For now. I know these things are always a journey and I don't want to presume for you, but I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am. I think this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah. Um, for me, it like kind of settled pretty quickly after my booble removal. I was just like, great. This is amazing. I'm wearing yeah. all these t-shirts. <laughs> um, yeah for you actually I, re I remember us like still having like you know chatting um you know in the year after your surgery where it, were you sometimes like questioning whether to go on tea or am i making that up no you're not i thought about it for a long time yeah. um and i also thought about maybe going on tea for like a little bit and then stopping to kind of push myself even more into yeah ambiguity yeah um but i don't know i think I don't, the, being part of the lesbian community is a really big deal for me. That's, I think, my, my main community, and I would be heartbroken if I lost that. And that's not, I think that's separate than actually, that's one thing, but how I actually, if I were to go on tea, it wouldn't be about community, it would be about me. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that it's a, would be the right thing for me also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe yeah. also just as part of that heavy admiration that i have for butch lesbians also but i don't um at all mind being part of that team yeah do you see yourself as a butch lesbian or no 
no i don't know i don't really think of myself as a lesbian i just think of myself as queer or gay yeah um but i definitely like the label butch yeah or masculine or boy i don't know not mm-hmm. with an i not b-o-i b-o-y different different boy i yep. don't like b-o-i for me i don't think i'm trendy enough <laughs> oh got it um i think you're pretty trendy oh thanks you got a you got a nice haircut right now thank you i did it myself snap how do you how do you cut your own hair um years of bad haircut practice so <laughs> i can show you sometime but i've got a whole technique that i've developed do you have like a double mirror um, like a front and a back or do you just feel it no i have i set up a mirror behind me and then i do this thing with my fingers to make sure that i like cut the bottom straight and then the fading is just just practice to be able to give yourself a fade haircut nice well it's yeah thanks that's that's amazing um i've been cutting my hair also for the past dozen years at least good um and i used to give myself a reverse mohawk so i would oh no (laughs) it's exactly what it sounds like (laughs) it's like long on the sides and buzzed on the in the middle buzzed all the way to the bald uh no it would i would let it grow like a centimeter or two or something oh i used to do it all the way down the back and then my sister said it looked like a like a butt crack (laughs) (laughs) do you have any pictures yeah i do okay i want to see um anyway so when you when you're when your first answer was like years of bad haircuts i was like yep (laughs) (laughs) that's funny can i just ask you how did your family handle your pupil removal good question um not terribly considering the different ranges of people the different um not terribly considering the different um what word am i looking for the different ages generations perspectives experiences the different types of responses that people get from their families oh i gotcha i gotcha not about your family you're saying relative to what could have happened yeah so my parents um are great uh, but they've had almost no exposure to queer people especially not trans people Um, and there's nothing in the media or anything either. Um, so they were both very uncomfortable, especially my dad. Um, and like, this was part of the reason that I needed to find a therapist at this time in my life. Also, it was just because I was having like a lot of anxiety about what I was going to do. I felt like I was um, between a rock and a hard place kind of, because I, I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents about it because we don't really have any sort of, um, structure in our relationship for intimate talks um yet i had to do this um and i and you you weren't living with them no i wasn't it was um after i moved out here after college and everything so like you'd already come out as gay queer gay yeah and then you were decided that to have a have a booble removal or however you want to refer to it (laughs) this is how i refer to it (laughs) i had to have a talk with my parents i knew for sure that i couldn't do it without informing my parents because that felt too spineless for me yeah um so i did it i just kind of sent them a a, a text from across the country saying hey i'm moving towards this fyi um and i had a, a girlfriend at the time thank god i wouldn't have been able to do any of this without my my girlfriend at the time um and so they sent me like a very stiff text back being like what do you mean? And then I kind of clarified and we never really talked about it. Um, and then when I got more serious about it, like a year later, um, and was actually setting up appointments and talking to surgeons and had enough money. Um, also it was really important 
to me that I was financially independent when I took these steps because, um, I don't know, I was really anxious about it and I felt like they probably would, you know, be cool, but like, what if they weren't? And I wanted to be like, not dependent on them at all. I wanted to be able to, yeah, to live, do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, so after I, um, started setting up appointments and stuff, I've sent them another text basically being like, okay, I set up an appointment. Um, and it was awkward. And once again, I got a stiff text back that was awkward. Um, like, um, um, we're going to send you an email with some questions. So they sent me an email of questions. Like how, how long was it? <laughs> how <laughs> oh, many pages? Was, not that, uh, oh, there's a cat outside. Cute. Um, it was only, it was like 15 or 16 questions, but this is why I say thank God for my girlfriend because I just basically cried and she answered the email. What kind of, what were the questions? Oh, just like, um, how, I don't know. just really basic questions. Like how do you identify what pronouns do you Wait, how did they get this question list? Was this like... I think my mom probably did some research. Like, are you going to do more things to your body? Uh Uh-huh. This is amazing, Allie. I mean, what a response, like, to want to learn more than to be, like, you know, upset and... Yeah, I think they just wanted to figure out what was up. Um, And I could tell that they were extremely uncomfortable, but I felt like they wanted to know the extent of what I was wanting to accomplish here. Yeah. Did you know at the time? No, I didn't. It's That's also neat because you have this record now. I mean... Yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to go read that email because it was... I felt pretty traumatized. Fair enough. I mean, they were cool. Like, that was a cool thing for them to do, I guess. But I just, like, didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Is that sort of... Were that, that was sort of the answers. We're sort of like, I don't know, don't really want to say... Yeah, I forget what my girlfriend at the time <laughs> typed, but she did. She handled it really well. She knew uh, what to say. Yeah. Um, and then I happened to be home uh, visiting a little while later, again with my ex-girlfriend, um, at the time girlfriend, um, and we kind of had an awkward conversation, um, and so I was glad that I had my girlfriend of the time there too I leaned so much on my ex-girlfriend shout out to my ex-girlfriend <laughs> you're great shout out ex-girlfriend <laughs> um and it was like not great my dad couldn't look at me um we've never talked about it my dad and me I think he's really uncomfortable with it he's you've never talked about your booboo removal no I mean he knew that it was he was just so uncomfortable and I was so uncomfortable and we've I don't know it's just better for us if we don't talk about it wow and but they already knew that you were gay yes and was it a similar kind of like frosty acceptance from my mom? But I figured my dad and I also never talked about that. And I just figured because he was just so cool that why would we even need to talk about this? Like who cares? But now that I've had this experience with the top surgery where I was like, actually had to do it. I wonder if maybe he was also really uncomfortable about the gay thing. Yeah. I don't think so, but it just makes me suddenly like, yeah. I'm distressed a lot of um, things that I thought before. Huh? So, and then you were, like, when you actually had the surgery, was this, like, in a different town or, like, they weren't part of that? No, they were in Albuquerque, um, and I didn't get the surgery in Albuquerque. Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah. I got it out here, and um, they knew when I was having the surgery, and my mom sent me a couple texts to check up on me and make sure I was doing okay, which was nice. Um, But no, they weren't here. And then that first trip back, like, the first time you see them afterwards, was that, like, a big deal? Um, 
yeah, I was really nervous about it. I went back out like five weeks after my surgery um, to see them again because I was also, um, why what? I forget why. I, I, there was a reason that I went out, but I forget why. But anyway, we didn't talk about it. Was it, it never did, came up. Did it involve a boat? No, there's there are few boats in in, in New Mexico. <laughs> I remember one. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, huh? I guess that is like. Oh, how do you feel about it and like your relationship with your folks now around this? Oh, fine. My mom, um, every now and again, will ask a question, which is cool. I think she's evolving, and I'm, and she'll like. Um, she's a doctor. So she sometimes actually gets like patients who are trans. So I think it's been good for her to get a little bit more educated with what to do with them. Um, because I know a lot of trans people have bad experiences with doctors who don't know anything about trans people or how to talk to them or. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think if any good has come of this, that's probably good for those patients that she has. Um, and yeah, I, I can tell she's, um, opening up to it. And it's just like a slow thing. You know, both of my parents are from Oklahoma. Yeah. You have a sister as well. And a brother, yes. And a brother. How's your relationship with them, like, an, around these these issues? Good. Um, we don't talk about it very much at all, but they both know that I um, had yeah. top surgery and it's fine. They don't really, we don't talk about it. Yeah. I guess, so when I had the surgery, my sister lives here as well. So, mm -hmm. like, that was a big part of... I mean, she was very involved in um, visit, like, especially, like, after... She came with me to surgery. She and my partner both came with mm -hmm. me, and they were, like, part of my... Oh, that's nice. My I... healing recovery team. <laughs> it was amazing. I went by myself. Oh, wow. Wait, how did you even get home? Well, so my girlfriend at the time um, um, took me home, like, came after the surgery was done. They, I had the, the, the surgery place call her, and then she... Um, took the rest of the day off which was the plan to come like yeah take care of me and she took the next two days off of work too wow but I like definitely got there by myself and did it by myself yeah I feel like I it's like that kind of not breaks my heart but it like makes my heart a little like um a little squishy mm -hmm. um I, I just, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like oh I wish like, I wish I'd known you and and like uh, you know it's important I guess for queer people especially to have like a network to yeah. help each other out for these sorts of things i mean i was having a lot of anxiety at the time um which is anxiety is sometimes scary when you don't know when it's where it's coming from but in retrospect i definitely can kind of see the circumstances of my life and it makes sense in ways that didn't at the time like i would say my family's response was like maybe like a c i would give them like a c plus c minus type thing so they pass but like barely um and i didn't know anybody who had done this before that I could talk to and I did it by myself and you're I like literally alone like go yeah, just, like going there alone I mean yeah. that's a huge thing to do um I don't know have you ever read the stone butch blues yes it's a book that I found in college that like means so much to me but the character in that book did it by themselves too and I felt like um I don't know that book really helped me that's um that's like a true story right autobiographical um I think part a little bit I don't know how much of it is true, but oh, I know okay. that like the the author was like a genderqueer butch type, so it must be at least a little bit. Wow, I actually thought that was just like her memoir. <laughs> Maybe it might be. Um, 
yeah that's a really good book who's i forget who's it by like lynn i think her name is Linnell. leslie like feinstein or feinbeck or something something like that yep. yeah um yeah well i mean you're like a queero in yourself to others for doing this and like charging forward <laughs> i think i'm blushing um but next time definitely you can call you can call me call someone yeah i'm pretty proud of um how far i've i moved out here specifically to this is like a pretty gay area um so i moved out here hope like hoping to to deal with all of this and i have and i feel like so solid with my identity and what i've done and where i am now with it yay um so i'm just very proud of myself yeah it's been so cool to to like be part of that like being being able to like meet with you and like kind of learn from you a little bit you too see it happening my last question for you alex is who is your queero my queero um like your queer hero yeah i got it (laughs) (laughs) uh that's a good question and i'm not sure because i feel like um i never really had any role models um when i was figuring my stuff out and i still frankly don't really feel like i do but um one person so i moved out here like three years ago but then about two years ago i i reconnected with my um my second cousin who lives out here also um we didn't really know each other before before i moved here but they're also queer um and i live with them and they're like five years older and i would say that my cousin is my queerdo oh my queerdo my queero queero yeah i'm a queerdo shout out to cousin (laughs) yeah go cousin well shucks um i think that's the end of this show alex thank you so much for coming and having this chat you're you're being a first again you're the first guest on am i really yeah oh great oh i'm blushing again that's so cool so um (laughs) I hope it was good <laughs> listeners oh it's gonna be great um and we have more guests coming like i said i'm super excited every sunday ish podcast is released um tell all your friends or don't depending on how you feel about this tell your family or don't Probably i don't know <laughs> but don't know. um yeah thanks um we have another guest coming next week who i'm super excited about she's from my home country australia So it's going to be a pretty cool international podcast episode. So stay tuned. And until that show, stay calm.